Let me start this off by saying this. This video essay is being made for the sole purpose of trying to help the community I am critiquing. I adore and admire the art and creations made by fans and creators of which I follow, which is why I need to address a disturbing problem I have encountered. Over the course of a few years, I have witnessed a problem with the online community specifically regarding how we react to controversy and accusations of pedophilia within the community. Whether it's a furry creator, a famous YouTuber, or an artist on Patreon, we hesitate to accept the truth that is present. We have a problem. We reject the accusations because that's just their style, or that their art is so good, or even, why do you have to make a pedophilia? It's not. That's not a child. And in some cases, the art or fiction presented is indeed an adult, specifically when they are short, stunted in growth, or are traversing genders. I'll get to that in a bit. But that's not my focus. My focus is the sole fact that pedophilia is running rampant in the furry and fandom communities I have been a part of since 2012. This essay is being made to address the core problems we as a community face when it comes to our denial of pedophilia and how it affects our public image as well as our culture as a group. Warning, this essay focuses on the pornographic community of both the furry and fan art communities, and I will use the creators, their products, as well as the defendants as a reason for a change in the way we see pedophilia. I will not outright display pedophilic porn for obvious reasons, but I feel I should warn those not capable of handling such subjects, whether because of past trauma or feeling uneasy when discussing these sorts of things. Viewer discretion is advised on the subject matter. Let's address the largest and most important question in this crisis. What is pedophilia? Defined by Merriam-Webster, pedophilia is the sexual perversion in which children are the preferred sexual object. It classifies pedophilia as a sexual perversion onto prepubescent children, which is why the sexual perversion on people under the age of 18 is typically considered pedophilia. However, you may ask, but why is it not okay to have sexual feelings for a person under the age of 18? Well, depending on where you look, the law allows teenagers under 18 to legally have sex. For example, here in Texas at this point in time, November 15, 2019, we allow teenagers to consent to sex with someone either their age or older once they hit 17 years of age. This seems weird until you consider that by 17 years of age, most teens have hit puberty and have gone through it and are basically just waiting until the law defines them as adults by 18 years of age. I would know since I'm one of them. Although, there are some very questionable nations or states that allow either younger teenagers or slightly older children to consent to sex. I'll get to that later. But for the sake of simplicity, let's say that pedophilia is a sexual perversion towards anyone under the legal age of adulthood, which is almost always 18 because that's typically the age that most every teenager has become a full-grown adult and has, by this point, finished puberty. Now that we have defined pedophilia in real life, let's define it within the space of a situation. The reason accusations of being a pedophile have risen is in the way fictional characters are portrayed in a sexual manner, basically how artists draw their supposedly 18-year-old characters as a literal child. This usually gets tuned out of the conversation out of the desire to keep the drama out of the peaceful utopia we think we have when in reality we are just as problematic as the real world. Specifically, in my experience, I have seen the racism, sexism, pedophilia, violence, and extremism, as in the alt-furs, present underneath the covers of the community. 
You can never avoid the problems that are present in real life on your feed. You can only ignore them. This ignorance has created a disastrous circumstance when it comes to sexual harassment towards young adults and children. We keep denying the allegations made due to it being fictional or the characters being aged up and no longer children. But what they have left out is the fact that regardless of whether or not the artists intend for their art to be pedophilic, it is still pedophilia in the same way that whether or not a person intended to be labeled a neo-Nazi, their actions suggest otherwise and their attitudes encourage that behavior amongst their peers. The discourse on the subject gets blurry the more we try to clear the picture. Obviously, there is porn made to literally look like children slash animals under the age of 10. By the way, human age in furry porn is translated to animals in the form of large eyes, smaller bodies, and less understanding of the situation like how human children are depicted in anime, sort of. But the bigger problem becomes how to tell if it's pedophilia when a character from a piece of fiction is aged up. This constantly happens within the more artistic communities for characters such as Star and Marco from Star vs. the Forces of Evil, or honestly, any character from Steven Universe. I'll get to that show's problems later. For now, let's pay attention to the simple act of changing a character's age from the previously established one in the fiction. Let's use a real example, unfortunately. I constantly come across porn made for the sole intent to see how hot it would be to have one of the characters from My Hero Academia be in a sexual relationship with another character from the show. Now notice how I specified sexual relationships from romantic relationships. I make this distinction to make my position clear that I am not attacking innocent fan fiction or fan art made for the sole purpose to see how cute it would be to see two or more characters from the fiction in a relationship. There is no problem with this because the people who create these fantasies only wish to see their characters happy in a relationship in contrast to the people who want to see their sexual fantasy become fulfilled by two underage characters or more in a sexual environment. This is hard to describe mostly because there is no definitive word or expression to clearly define this sort of pedophilia, which is why I took the hassle of creating a new term to describe this sort of pedophilia in fictional art or stories made by the fans. It's called canonic pedophilia, meaning that Based on the canon age of the character slash characters, the fictional art or fantasies made about them in a sexual manner is inherently pedophilic by nature. The most obvious version of this is when fan porn is made of a character under the age of 13, like in the unfortunate case of the characters Dipperler and Mabel Pines from Gravity Falls. My eyes were forever scarred. But ironically, this same definition made for the sole purpose to clear the water still barely helps when trying to explain how aging up a character from their canon age to create porn of them is pedophilic, so let me evaluate. First of all, when I talk about aging up being pedophilic, I'm most obviously talking about when fan artists or writers change the age of the character so that they technically classify as an adult in their version of the characters, but in a sexual manner. Like before with the distinction between sexual and romantic fan art, I make this distinction with the situation where the fan will change the age of the character to see them in a future setting, having a romantic relationship, such as when they envision them having a family in the near future. But Carla, isn't that pedophilic? How? Well, they had to have sex to conceive a child. Well, who said they made the child? They could have adopted it. Also, what makes you think that all fan fiction revolves around them having children? 
Well, you just said it's about that pair having a family. What if they just got a dog and called that a family? Whenever a fan makes art or fictional writing to place their OTPs, as in one true pairings, in a romantic pairing, they are essentially harmless to the community overall, unless that fiction revolves around the promotion of domestic abuse, of course. You see, in these kinds of fantasies, the attention isn't on how hot it is that Chat Noir sticks his dick inside Marinette's pussy. Yes, unfortunately, that exists, and they didn't even change their age. It's about their romantic fantasies being fulfilled by their vision for the romance the two characters have. So what does this have to do with aging up a character? Inherent pedophilia in the piece of fanfiction. The creator of the art not only ignores the canon age of the character, they see no consequences for quote-unquote making the character an adult in their version. For example, within the MLP community, Brayburn, an artist, makes some of the most popular pornographic comic books that are focused on the fantasies of two or more characters, either made up or canon, in which they have sex. The most pedophilic comic book he has released is Stress Relief, where a teenage version of Spike from MLP has sex with shining armor. His portrayal is not even shy of the fact that Spike in the comic is probably only a 17-18 to 18 year old while in the canon, he's basically a small child version of an adult dragon within the series. I love you, Brayburn, but what the fuck? Is it his fault entirely that I see this as pedophilia? No, even the show itself doesn't clearly define what an adult version of Spike would be, given that by the time of the comic book's release, the only times that Spike quote-unquote grew was whenever he would physically grow into a monster of a dragon completely confusing the fandom as to what age he is in that form, even though he doesn't change his current mind state in that form. By the time of this recording, it has been, you know, MLP has been finished, and they have officially confirmed that Spike is an adult in the very last episode, looking like a small little buff dude. But before then, this comic was released, and Brainburn did not have knowledge of what an adult version of Spike would look like. Which is why I classify it as pedophilia, where he is creating a character's age, not the show writers. Now let me state that of course it is objectively better for the artist to age up a character from their canon age so that it no longer quote-unquote classifies as pedophilia in the normal sense of the original word. The big issue I have with that is that if you see a 0-16 to 16 year old character on the screen and then proceed to make them adults for your pornographic fantasies about the same underage character, then by default your fantasies are pedophilic in the sense that you want to see the future version of Carolyn Tuesday having a threesome with their 54-year-old manager. It also exists. I hate it. Now, it doesn't mean that once they have grown up into adults in the canon of the show that the porn made of them is still pedophilic? That depends on when in the timeline you are attracted to them. I say this because of the way time changes in each piece of fiction. For example, if you make porn of Ash Ketchum, I don't know what age he is, let's just go with like 14 or something, it will always be pedophilic because even if he had become an adult in real life based on the sheer amount of years he has had to live in the show, if the show went chronologically, of course. The canon still depicts him as a child, and not even a teen. Hold up. What about that shit? I'll get to that. Back to the main discussion. Canon age and timelines in fiction. 
if you have a sexual desire for the younger Bolin in season one of The Legend of Korra, then there is a hint of pedophilia present. Given how confusing his looks are, the character is under 18 by then, but looks older based on the style of the show. However, at the end of the series in season four, Bolin is now at or past the age of 18 and now classifies as an adult, at this point making point of him would technically be fine. The same goes for Hiccup from How to Turn Your Dragon. In the beginning, he is barely over the age of 15, but by the third installment, he has become a fully-fledged adult in what appears to be his early 20s, given how he now rules Burke as a chief. Sorry, spoilers. And even time jumps to see him in what appears to be his early 30s or late 30s. Okay, we've covered canon age, changing that age, what's missing? Oh yeah, size difference slash species difference. Also lolly boys and femboys. First off, let me say that within the furry community, there is somewhat of a mix or confusion when it comes to whether or not the shorter character slash bottom is a child due to how humanity at large identifies short stature with young age. This confusion is only inflated due to the fact that furry porn isn't only about foxes or canines, it spans across every species on earth and fiction. Compared to human-based porn, furry porn is a mindfuck and a half, which is why most people don't even bother trying to explain it. Lucky for you, I had no life during the mid-2010s and went into the furry rabbit hole. What I found is that in some, if not most cases, furry pornography is consistent with using one or more species like a whale and a dragon or honestly any combination of the characters from Zootopia. The pedophilic problem present is worse because of the difference in when different species of animals reach sexual maturity. Thankfully for Zootopia, they give you child Judy and adult Judy, which allows us to draw the line for pedophilic behavior. But when it comes to fictional art made by anonymous artists, it can be hard to define whether or not the animal presented in a furry manner is an adult. Of course, there are entire accounts dedicated to making slash selling baby fetish furry porn. Yes, it exists. Which can obviously be defined as regular pedophilia. But the more in-depth you go, the harder it is to distinguish which is why we have a problem with it. Next up, lollyboys and femboys. Look, I already don't take kindly to these kinds of depictions when it comes to porn, mostly because it ensues the trap phrase and literally leads to trans people dying because some piece of shit saw a girly looking boy in a comic thought, that isn't right, and proceeds to implement that ideology into their lives, then one day comes across a girly looking transgender woman who hasn't transitioned yet and then kills them based on the preconceived notion of what they are. It's more complicated than that, but you get the gist of it. It implies that we aren't women and that we're out to trap you. But as you all know, that's not why I'm focusing on it. I put my attention towards the subject because it relates to pedophilia and porn, and this in particular fucks up a lot of people, including me. I still don't clearly have a stance on this because on one end, we have the idea that the whole purpose of creating porn with a lollyboy slash femboy revolve around the feminization, otherwise known as girliness, of a typical depiction of what some imagine when they hear a gay bottom, somehow meaning that being gay means not manly and so more girly. But then on another end, we have the fact that even if the creator intended to create an 18 year old character, they still look childish and immature. But then we have the notion that it's 20 by teen when I was initially recording this. And there are gay men who tend to look more female than male and therefore more sexually approachable by gay men who look for, lack of a better word or phrase, 
bottom-esque bottoms who love them a daddy. But then we have the societal reality that being female means when women look younger, they are sexually desirable. Look, this fetishizing of gay men or twinks who look female in comic or furry porn is everywhere, and I do believe that lollyboys slash femboys in fiction are somewhere on the spectrum from looking more male and older to feminine and younger. My advice in these kinds of situations is this. If they look like a femboy, do they look more like a child than an adult? If the answer is yes, do they look like a little kid even if the comic states that they are canonically 18 years old? If so, just stay away from the piece of porn. That's it. With that out of the way, one thing stands out that must be clearly defined. Fusion porn and super weird time skips slash dimensions. Steven Universe and Confusing Fusion Ages Stefani is a fusion made whenever Steven and Connie fuse, otherwise combine body and soul, into one individual while still holding their consciousness inside their mind. That last part is crucial to how we determine whether or not certain fusions are pedophilic when porn is made of them. In the show's canon, Steven barely even passes the 14-year-old threshold in the middle of the series. I mean, for God's sake, Connie is literally younger than him as confirmed by the scene played during Steven's birthday episode. Okay, so that definitely makes any porn of their canon characters in the show pedophilic, so why is porn of Stevani wrong? Because of that last detail about the way fusion works in the first place, the two or more characters that merge to create the fusion not only represent their relationship, they are still present inside the mind of fusion as well as the body of the fused characters. Sure, they may act as one individual mind, but they are still the ones who make up the body and mind of their fusion. Meaning that if Kevin decided to fuck Stevani in his introduction, he would literally be molesting both of them. That is, their bodies melded together. The bodies of two children that made what can only be described as a barely 18-year-old teen. This gets even more frustrating with fusions where Steven and the gems fused to create large bodies even more recently with his dad. But what about making porn of the other fusions or gems? Is that still pedophilic? To reiterate, the fusions represent the characters' relationship to each other. Garnet is beautiful and strong because of the love of Ruby and Sapphire makes it strong. Malachite is a big, strong brute because it is a result of an abusive relationship. Smoky Quartz is big and quirky because the friendship between Amethyst and Steven makes them stronger together, and Steg is a big tough man because that's how Steven and his dad see each other as role models? I still don't know. Making porn of Steg is definitely wrong because Steven in the movie is barely even 16, and because their relationship was never meant to be taken sexually. Just because Steven is fused with his dad in the bodybuilder's dream doesn't mean he isn't present if some random woman from the concert tried to molest Steg. This may not be an accurate representation, but go along with it. You know those silly skits where two or more kids get underneath a big-ass coat to pretend to pass as an adult? Well, while fusion does literally create a larger body or mass, that is essentially how this can be interpreted as. Would you still tell me that making porn of two kids in a trench coat with a random adult touching the trench coat isn't pedophilic? 
Let's not forget that Greg is also not one to even get into a new romantic relationship. Anyway, if you made porn of Steg, you would be inferring that Greg's shyness means ultimately nothing when Steg is placed in a sexual situation. And let's not even mention the possibilities of trying to explain how infinitely fucked up it would be if some piece of shit decided to make Steg porn but Steven is being... <gasps> I don't even want to exist with that thought. I do acknowledge that the movie literally shows Steg posing in these weird Jojo-esque positions to try and sexually code him with some sort of rock and roll band member kind of vibe. But that doesn't excuse either porn made of Steg nor the rejection of an uneasy feeling when thinking about the design of Steg just because our eyes see an adult. You know now that movie Steven is barely 16 and show Steven is 14, so why do you defend him being placed into porn? Star vs. the Forces of Evil and Dimensional Age Difference Now that the Steven segment is over, time to get into Star vs. the Forces of Evil. Oh my god, this show is fucking complicated. The only reason I even mention this show is because of a plot hole in Running with Scissors and one episode of filler within the final crux of the show's ending, Baby Seat. If it weren't for the showrunner's obsessive need to have Starko end the series, this would not have happened and these abominations would not be canon. The episode Baby Seat starts out with Hekapu telling Marco to stay on Earth, foreshadowing nothing as the show literally gives the audience no fucking clues as to what is about to happen, but I'm not here to talk about the show's awful writing decisions. I'm here to give you a scenario that is a pedophile's dream in terms of confusion allowing them to hide within its murky mist, that being Star vs. the Forces of Evil's canon time-skipping dimension, Dimension X-103. We are introduced to this curious dimension in the episode Running with Scissors, in which Marco goes into a portal to retrieve Star's dimensional scissors from Hekapu, who got them stolen from her by the space unicorn. The episode shows that by the time Star arrives to the dimension, Marco has literally spent 16 years in the dimension, making him now 30. Afterwards, Marco gets his own scissors and takes both him and Star back home, which turns him back to Earth time and makes him a teen again? This leads into one of the worst ideas a show has made in this century, having the show ship a teen who became an adult in another dimension, but keep the age of the other teen the same. By the canon of the show, Marco has become an adult in another dimension and turned into a child by the end of the episode, even though his mind didn't change. He didn't forget his time in the other dimension, nor did he forget how to ride a dragon cycle. He kept his mental age the same, all while Star just loved his hot bod. The show fucking made the ship a mess in terms of age, not to mention platonic feelings due to the Blood Moon curse. Being mentally older while keeping a child's body isn't a new idea. Hell, the Umbrella Academy had the same idea thrusted in the time-traveling kid. The difference is that he didn't have a romantic relationship with another living being who was still a child. His arc was about saving the world, not being in love with a teenager. Now do we count mental age the same as we count physical age? Well think of it this way. If we reverse the body and age to have a 14 year old mind in a 13 in a blah, in a 30 year old body and have that person be in a relationship to another adult, would that be pedophilic? The answer is yes. 
meaning Starco is a pedophilic ship. The showrunners encourage the shipping of an adult and a child. Jesus Christ Superstar, I can't believe that Darren Nefsey is responsible for this show's creation and let this slide under her watch. This plays into a greater problem with fanfiction where fans and pedophiles now have a clusterfuck of canon information that allows for fans and artists to create porn where hot bod Marco fucks young teen star and all of it is fine because the show ships it and therefore there is nothing problematic or disgusting about it. This is Pocahontas levels of shitty romance enabling creepy likings towards children. Let's just say that by the time I started seeing hot bod Marco porn on my timeline, I was done with this show and its fan art. This all came to my attention when one of my favorite porn artists made a thread where they argued that I, and people like me, make too much of a deal about this stuff. They argue that Steg is 1. Fictional, 2. Technically an adult in his mid-30s, see that excuse aging up, and 3. Technically not Steven or Greg. And while in the end Steg was only made for the purpose of, spoilers, reawakening Pearl's memory, porn was still made of him, complicating the current situation even further. I and those like me talk about and point out these problems because we fear for the worse that at some point a minor within a fandom or community will be taken advantage of by a pedophile lurking behind the blurred lines of what can be defined as pedophilia. That is what we fight against. That is what we are. We are people who want the worst parts to be addressed and taken care of. I don't want all porn to be taken off the platforms. I want the pedophiles to be arrested for production of pedophilic porn and for the community to admit they have a problem. So I implore you, see our point. We aren't starting a war. We are pointing out the root of the problems present. While I know that one video essay won't do much to help the current situation, I hope it helps some creators to stay away from pedophilia in any of its forms and I hope, most of all, that people can tell what is and isn't pedophilia based on the canon of the medium. Also, quick side note, please don't harass the people that try to defend their favorite artist. They're just fans that don't want to accept the fact that what they make is pedophilia. Also, don't think that these words are coming from some Karen thinking about the children. These words are coming from me, a 17-year-old teenager who has been looking at porn for almost a decade. I may know what pedophilia is and who is a pedophile, but not all of us who search for porn do. So please understand that my words come out of fear that one of my friends will be sexually assaulted by a predator inside of a fandom community or porn site. Aside from that, please don't go online and try to harass the creators who think that aging up a character isn't wrong. In their perspective, this is harmless and honestly, while aging up a character is still pedophilic, at least they have the common sense not to draw porn of two children. Thank you for your time.